0: This is Transistor.fm. Hey everyone, welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the the behind-the-scenes story of building a web app in 2018. I'm John Buddha, a software engineer.
1: And I'm Justin Jackson. I'm a product and marketing guy. Follow along as we build transistor.fm and spot.fm and anything else we feel like building. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting a lot
0: more sassy in those. Physical products. We could build a cabin. We do whatever. we do have
1: physical products. We have stickers and t shirts. That's true. And pretty soon what well, I think the next thing we should do is uh, make mic cozies. <laughs> is, that,
0: is that a thing? I, well,
1: is that what they call those things that like show the logo like the the radio logo? Oh, I don't know. What are those things called? Oh yeah right. I call them mic cozies. <laughs> I think that's a better name for it. Yeah that works. <laughs> Let's do it. So before we get too far we have a very special episode this week. We, we we apologize for missing the last two weeks. We'll get into why in a second. But before we do anything else, we need to shout out somebody, Kevin Markham. Do you know who Kevin Markham is, John?
0: I do know who Kevin Markham is.
1: Kevin Markham is very special because he is our first Patreon supporter. And we need to give him uh, as many shout outs as we can this episode <laughs> because he found our secret Patreon link... In our show notes, we didn't really announce it. He just found it and plunked down. I think it's ten dollars a month. Yeah. And the the when we were building this, the uh, the thing we 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 said was um, we would give people a shout out if they gave us ten dollars a month, and um, we forgot. We promptly forgot to give Kevin
0: a shout out. And also, and also didn't yeah, and also didn't record episodes two weeks in a row. That's right. That's right. So, so we I think we owe Kevin a couple shout outs. Mm-hmm. And thanks Kevin.
1: Yes, thanks so much. Um, we don't normally shout out the you know your URL, but because Kevin we have abused our relationship with Kevin, uh, I wanna say he's doing data science tutorials at patreon.com slash dataschool. So if you're into data science Go check that out. I'm assuming that's like doing uh, stuff in R and other stats
0: languages. Could I think it'd be Python?
1: I think that's what uh, I think that's what data scientists do. Uh, Real time follow up. Amy Bauer Bowser Rollins, sorry, says uh, the they're not called micro- <laughs> microphone <laughs> cozies. They are called uh, microphone flags. But it does. That doesn't seem intuitive. Uh-huh. She says. So that uh, there we go. That's what they're called. We need to make transistor flags. Yeah. Although on this live video, you can't see this. I can move my lo- our logo so it sits right on top of my microphone. So I <laughs> there's there's augmented reality flags. That's nice. We could sell those. Those are a lot cheaper there to make.
0: Go. Got to make it. Got to make an app.
1: Yeah. Got to make an app. I think augmented reality was the cool thing about the the Apple uh, the new Apple keynote that just happened. They they showed out.
0: All- yeah, I feel like they're building up. Um, they're building up a lot of software in preparation for something else they're going to do in the next couple of years. Probably around glasses that don't look like crap. Oh, interesting. I think I think they're because they have a lot of software. They have developers making stuff and getting used to it. And I think they're going to probably do something pretty big. Inter- I just... Obviously, no one knows what, but...
1: I like this segment.
0: This is uh,
1: John's yeah. Future Tech Predictions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New segment, people. We,
0: <laughs> we could we could do that sometimes. Give me, give me a few beers and I'll just start rattling <laughs> off my tech theories.
1: Yes. I think we should. I, I had a, a pretty, uh, not viral tweet, but a lot of folks responded to this thing where I asked, you know, what trend is just getting started now, but will be big in five years? Uh, non-gaming twitch streams was one which we're doing right now so we're already ahead of the times Uh, digital well-being was another one i think that's going to be big like mindful applications Yeah, that's already pretty big um lots of folks saying augmented reality yeah some really cool remote work actually was another really big one that folks remote work's always kind of been around but a lot of folks talking about it now uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, interesting. Yeah. I like, I like that idea of, of, uh, I'll have to figure out a better, uh, <laughs> jingle for it, but, yeah.
0: uh, so we have some other, we have some other Patreon shout outs. Yeah.
1: Right? So our friend Adam Duvander, Adam has been, uh, one of my longtime customers, uh, one of my longtime cheerleaders. I think he's at Zapier now or Zapier, however you want to say it. Okay. Dan Weaver is our other, patreon thank you dan yes Uh, yeah so if you find our secret patreon link uh and you give uh ten dollars or more you will get a shout out on the show now we have it in our show notes which is the best way to make something a habit
0: so what have we been up to lately what we missed a couple recordings. we missed a
1: couple recordings so i remember why we missed last week but i don't remember why we missed the week before
0: uh it was labor day Mm. in the u.s and i believe canada that's right yeah this is and I was in Michigan hanging out with my family. Yeah. You were probably hanging out with your family. Yep. We uh didn't end up recording that yeah that weekend at all. Yeah. And last weekend obviously was we were in Portland together for XOXO. Yes. We sh- you brought a microphone, we should have recorded. Yes. Uh for whatever reason we didn't. Yeah. We were tired in the morning. We were just kind of
1: that seems to just always happen. It's it's hard to yeah, um, yeah. It's hard to figure that stuff out. Conferences and events are so much work already. That uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's tough to to uh, actually sit down and record something when there's people yeah. to see and you're out and you know xoxo in particular. I think is quite um, an exhausting. Conference because the topics are really deep. This is not your your conventional tech conference. We're talking about really uh, deep issues like uh, you know uh, fair representation and um, you know how some there are certain groups that um, you know the internet has not been kind to, and uh, just rolling with all that material can be quite difficult. So.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, and for for me, I think you probably handle this a little better. For me, the amount of social time and talking, oh uh, yeah, can like take its toll on me. Yes, conferences like that, I enjoy because I get to kind of get out of my shell a little bit and meet new people and talk to talk to people. But like after a while, man, I just get um, I get so tired and worn out. Yeah, um, not that I'm bored or anything. It's just like talking and
1: yeah um Did, i I have yeah. a question actually when so mm-hmm. we stayed at we shared an Airbnb which which is yeah. pretty fun I'd, i <laughs> I'd originally booked this Airbnb for my family because I thought we were gonna drive down and uh then we ended up deciding it was first week of school we're not taking the family to Portland so then I asked you and your friend Mike uh, Mike's my friend too uh, but he's your longtime friend if you would cancel your hotel rooms. And stay with, <laughs> stay with me, and I think I think we realized it was it was it was a pretty nice place, but it was really well. It was you you, you two became my de facto children in in that setup. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a bunk bed situation. Bunk beds, bunk beds. There were children's toys in the closets. Yes, it was definitely set up for a family. Yeah,
1: it was a good place for a family.
0: Um,
1: on on Alberta Street. Yeah, folks have never stayed on Alberta in Portland. Good place to stay.
0: That was a nice area. Yeah, uh,
1: but uh, when, I, when I, 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 yeah. every time we got back from the conference, we would spend yeah. quite a bit of time just hanging out in the, yeah. Now for you, is that, um, were you just overtired or is that like kind of important decompressing time? Do you like to have time where you're kind of hanging out with your friends
0: afterwards? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Small, small groups, small groups. Yeah. I mean, if if it was like hanging out with 10 people, I probably would have been overwhelmed. Yeah. But if it's a couple people and you can hash, hash out the day and talk about stuff or even, you know, we talked about we we had, we went into a deep dive of, like, pre-internet computer, like, bulletin boards. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we had a little bit. I remember that. A little nostalgia session. Uh, uh, that was fun. Um, yeah, if it's a bigger group where, yeah, it's the same with, like, big dinners, right? I, I forget what the the rule of thumb is. If it's, like, more than six or eight people at a table, like, you can't really talk to everyone. Yeah. Or something like that. It's, like, it just becomes overwhelming. Yeah but yeah
1: interesting okay i yeah because uh, i i find like i would get home and i would be i was m- more tired than you and mike for sure i was like ready to go to bed
0: yeah during the day at the conference i know you um we talked with dan uh meisner a lot yeah dan we met dan from pacific content which was great um super nice guy had a lot of good chats about podcasting but you could talk about it a lot more than i could and i think at one point i was like you know don't don't be offended if i just sort of like leave this conversation at some point cuz like I for whatever reason i just can't i can't talk about it that much too much you had you got to your limit too much yeah that was a
1: really interesting conversation yeah i got to meet kevin blank kevin is in the uh the uh chat right now um also Hello Ninja Parade. That's a friend from the Laravel community. Uh, we got Merch Madness in on Twitch. Uh, for anyone listening to the audio version of this, we sometimes record these live and you can watch us on Twitch, on Periscope, on YouTube. But yeah, really great to see a bunch of folks. Yeah, so that, that's why we didn't record these past two weeks. I just want to mention two interesting conversations I had. So one was with Nate Smoyer. I think I'm saying that name correctly. He's a transistor customer, and I think this is interesting because it shows that uh, the power of podcasting, even when you don't have a big audience. So he's just started his show. I think he's in real estate or something like that, and he says he's been he wanted to use the podcast as a uh, you know a, a prospecting tool, like how can I get more clients, and I, th- I think he's been doing a show for two or three weeks or maybe a month or I'm not sure how long. Not very long. And he uh, has already got... He said he signed a dream client two weeks ago because of the podcast. Talked with another one yesterday. Got invited to lead a panel and live podcast for an industry event. And this is all in a really short time span. I, I think that's interesting. It, it shows the power of podcasting. And uh how people are getting value out of transistor, I uh, also had coffee with Kyle oh Kyle Marshall uh, from Media Lab in Calgary, and he was an early customer as well, and he also used the secret Patreon link that you can insert huh. and he said he he put it in, didn't tell anyone about it, and got a Patreon supporter right away. He nice. published his episode so this is very cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, neat to see when you can build features or even just build software and have real people using it and um, you know getting value out of it.
0: Yeah, and get and get yeah getting value outside of just recording a podcast. Real like business value out of
1: yeah, it. yeah. And your friend, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name now, but she's starting a podcast with another fellow that we met at XOXO. All around Siri shortcuts.
0: Oh yeah, Alex. Alex. Alex Cox. In the yeah, it's already it's up. It's already. So Alex is on. Alex is on a number of other shows too. Oh
1: yeah, she has. There's refresh.
0: She's the resident podcasting. Uh,
1: I think it this. It must be. It's either. Oh, maybe it's supercomputer. Is that
0: show? It's super. Yeah, it's supercomputer.
1: Yeah. So check that show out. Uh, got to talk to Matthew at XOXO, and uh, he was just saying I really appreciate what you two have built. And yeah. I, I think that is the advantage of going to events. If you're not someone who normally goes to events, you will be surprised how if you if you do go to like an event where the people that you know the people in your market hang out in, you'll be surprised how many people go, Oh yeah, I'm a customer and I love it.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's great to hear. Um, yeah, Matthew was the he was part of the team that built the software it was called like workflow or workflowy or something like that. Yeah. That Apple purchased and has since turned into Siri Shortcuts, which just I believe just released today in the new iOS 12, which sounds really cool. Yeah. As a way to like automate Siri uh, and build your own like set of tasks that can kind of like play off each other.
1: That's right. For I think for productivity geeks, uh Shortcuts is going to be huge. Yeah you're going to see a lot of anyone who is already into you know productivity hacks is going to be checking out and it actually has a lot it could have a big impact on uh on podcasting because these are voice commands that are trying to replicate some of the utility you have on Alexa and Google Home and so yep. uh there is pa- Pandora just added Siri shortcuts so i think we'll see cool. sh- you know, them in a lot of, yeah.
0: Yeah. As more and more apps add support, I think what it is, you can like chain them together. Right. So it's like an example, I guess would be like, let's say a podcasting, you could record a podcast on your phone Mm -hmm. maybe, and then have it automatically like upload somewhere else and post it somewhere. And maybe that's a shortcut you could build and say like, Hey Siri, I don't know, like publish my last episode or I don't know. Yes. I just made that up, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you could you could build that out yourself and tie together a bunch of different apps. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't had a chance to play with it. it. Is the new iOS out today? I think it's today. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I thought for a topic today, we would talk about the size of the podcast market. That was one of the, um, the comments we had about our last episode. We talked about revenue and. You know, um, we've been exploring this idea of what does it really mean to bootstrap a software company. There's a lot of misconceptions. For example, uh, I just wrote a newsletter this weekend that said, you know, we all, we we treat, I'm trying to deconstruct a lot of the base camp mythology because a lot of folks think that bootstrapping means you just with the power of your laptop and your skills and cloud computing, you can launch something on the web and then people will pay you. And then you take that money and you build your company only from what customers have paid you. But in reality, that is not how most bootstrapped businesses are built. That's, that's a very, very narrow view of what it means to bootstrap. And, uh, it's just doesn't reflect how most, <laughs> most folks have built their businesses. It's just not true. Right. And, uh, you know, one thing that 37signals, now Basecamp, did that a lot of folks don't know about is they were doing consulting while they were working on Basecamp. They were also selling digital products. like They had a PDF download, which was like a, a search report for e-commerce companies. It was, yeah. it was $99. They also did uh, workshops, like how we work workshops, uh, how we design yeah. workshops, and then they also did on-site training, and I found this great newsletter update uh, in uh, from way in Wayback Machine, where Jason is giving this update. And uh, here, let me see if I can find it. The blog post is called "Unconventional Bootstrapping Round One," but the uh, yeah, and I have this great screenshot of you know this research report they were doing on-site training. The the workshop cost $395 to attend back in 2003. Mm -hmm. Wow. But they were diversifying with multiple streams of income. And, you know, now we think of Basecamp as this very single product-focused company. They they only do Basecamp. But at the time, they had a ton of stuff going on.
0: They really... Yeah, they did.
1: And... Uh, he, Jason writes this, this, this annual update. He goes, 2003 was a good year for 37 Signals. We got back on track after a challenging 2001, 2002 post bubble season. So I, I love that update because it just gives you this, this view into their world where it was like, man, they were, it was like they, they got hit by that 2001, 2002 post bubble season. They were struggling. What do they do? They have to hustle. Yeah, And so they're creatively figuring out ways to fund not just Basecamp development, but their lives and their company. So I thought that was, yeah, that was kind of interesting. But there was a listener who said, you know, you can't just talk about revenue in a vacuum. You have to talk about the size of the market. And we've touched on this briefly in the past, but Mm -hmm. I thought we could kind of go over these things. And maybe what I'll do is I'll read out the stats and you and I can react to them in real time. Let's do it. All right. So uh, we've given this stat before. How many podcasts are there? The estimates are that there are 550,000 shows on iTunes and over 18.5 million episodes.
0: So more than you could ever listen to. <laughs> more than you could ever. Well, it's like to. <laughs> it's like it's like music. Apple Music or Spotify. I mean, there's millions and millions of tracks, and you're not going to listen to 98 percent of it. Yeah, how many? Maybe how
1: many albums are on iTunes? There's not a good Google scraped. Um, <laughs> let's see how many albums on Spotify. Maybe that'll that'll give us something better. No, there's not. I mean, I'm sure there's. It's an enormous amount. It must supersede podcasts for sure.
0: Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, that's a big market. Uh, You know, I think the question for us is how many of those are quality? How many of those are still active? Yeah, how many downloads do they get? How many downloads do they get? The other thing I think that we are, we've talked about before and I think we're aware of is that podcast hosting, running a podcast hosting platform, like it's not, it's not, an, it's not a type of application or service that's gonna get like hockey stick growth where you release it and you make a post and all of a sudden everyone's gonna sign up and start using it because they ha- you really have to have a motivation to either start a new show or switch from a previous host. Yeah. Um. So like while the market is huge, it, it's a big market. Um, yeah. There's free alternatives. There's, um, you know, people don't wanna switch because they're just used to it and it's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean the most common question we get is why should I switch from wh- wherever and I right. think increasingly we ha- we have better answers to that. Uh, and we have some features that we're going to be releasing soon that you know kind of edge us up even more and you know this promotions feature which we've talked about in in previous episodes uh that feature I think will be a game changer for us in terms of really defining this is who we are this is who we're for and this is what we this is what transistor does for people. Uh yeah, there's a lot of competition out there. Your comment about like we can't really look like look at that as our potential market because it's really hard to get people to switch from one host to the other. Really our our market is for businesses and professionals and brands and personalities that have always wanted to start a show. And we know you're out there right now listening to us. And if that's you, <laughs> transistor.fm. But the you know that's our market is folks that are thinking about it who have said, oh, I really want to start a show. I've got a great concept. I just need to get started. Uh, or, you know, I, I've seen how podcasting... Can help other businesses. I want to start a podcast for my business, or you know, I you, yep. I have a great co-host and a great topic. We just need to get going. <laughs> this is awesome. Chris just posted his uh, his uh, referral link in the chat. <laughs> no,
0: no.
1: Uh, uh, that would be fine. Go go ahead, Chris. I, yeah. I respect the hustle. Uh, Transistor.fm/question mark via equals Chris uh, we do have a, gr- a lot of folks signing up for the uh, the referral uh, thing and yeah I think it's kind of cool actually
0: yeah we had to keep on top of that
1: yeah yeah we have to we, we're gonna pay out those in bulk right now so I think we,
0: we just I think we just got an email from that company rewardful about some updates I haven't really read it
1: that's that's how many podcasts there are here's uh, I, I'm gonna tell you some stats that concern me. And then I'm going to, I think we can, uh, we, yeah. we, we, we'll, we'll do the dark side and the, yeah. the light side. 64% of the U.S. population is familiar with the term podcasting, up 60% in 2017. So that's one. Okay. I'm going to keep going here. 44% of the U.S. population has listened to a podcast ever. Up 40% in 2017. 26% listen to a podcast at least every month. That's up from 24%. And 17%, 48 million Americans listen to podcasts weekly. Up 15% in 2017. Up,
0: Yeah, from 15%, yeah.
1: If you look at the growth rate over time, it is not growing at a crazy rate. Every year it notches up a couple percent. So 17% this year, up from 15% last year. And I would say that that does concern me, in a sense, because there are some people who are investing in podcasting because they are hoping it's going to be the next YouTube. right? They're hoping it's going to be the next big thing. I think so far we haven't seen that happen. Uh, podcasting has been around for a long time before YouTube, yep. before YouTube even.
0: It's been around, yeah. And so Apple, yeah, Apple added it a long time ago.
1: Yeah, it, it gets its name from the iPod, uh, yeah. and you know, it, it it has never had this kind of hockey stick growth that a lot of venture capitalists and other folks are looking for right it it just has never um grown that fast right it's slow and steady every year it adds a couple percentage points at least in terms of the data we have right now we can take this a few different ways can't we uh now one thing that would be interesting is how many people want to start a podcast has that changed
0: i think so i don't know if we have that number um yeah, I don't know these numbers. Uh, I don't know if they cons- it's I don't know if they concern me too much. I mean, it's growing, but it's already it's a it's already a big number. Yes, like well, forty eight million people listen to a podcast weekly. It's that's a it's a big audience. Yes, um, it's a
1: big audience. But the, there's other folks that will say like you know, um, uh, radio. Do, do they call it terrestrial radio? Is that what they say? Uh, uh, yeah. So AM FM is still. Huge, huge, huge compared to podcasting yeah. uh, also, in terms of the number of advertising dollars that gets put into podcasting, uh, I think podcasting hit three hundred and fifty million last year, but uh, radio advertising is in the billions on one hand, you're right, like that's that's a big group of people forty eight million yeah. listening to a show every week, and you know, our little show gets twelve hundred. Listeners a week or something, um, like regular listeners. Let's just see here. Yeah, I think we have some. Yeah, one thousand two hundred thirty-one uh, subscribers for the show here. That's you know that, and for us, that number of people has been great. Those are diehard fans that are really invested in what we're doing here. Yeah. The question for us, and it's not something we have a lot of data around, is our hypothesis is that there are going to be more personal brands, more businesses, more um, you know uh, folks who want to do podcasting professionally, that are going to want to start new shows, that will want to start a show on Transistor.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a. Uh, accurate hypothesis like I yeah I think it's becoming you know more well known you know slowly but I I don't know Uh, starting a show is is easier now Mm -hmm. Um, you can test it you can test it out pretty easily you can make it sound good you know with a few few small tricks here and there yeah I've seen a few jokes around I don't know on the internet or twitter or something like yada 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 is the new I want to start a or starting a podcast is the new... Yes. Whatever. Yes. I'm going to start a band or something like that.
1: That's right. It's becoming a little bit of a meme. Yeah. But what other evidence do we have right now that our hypothesis is correct? Because there's a lot of people listening to the show that want to build software. And we can all just come up with things off the top of our heads and go, I think this is true because I really want (laughs) my software to succeed. Uh, right. So, w- are we just blindly believing this as truth, or is there other things that we've seen that are making us go, okay, I think there's something going on here?
0: Well, I mean, for me, in the office I'm in, like, it seems like everyone has a podcast, yeah. <laughs> or they have multiple. I mean, it's. I, I know I mean, I'm in a space that's probably a little bit different than most offices, but there's... I don't know. There's tons of shows being recorded out of here. Um, Coworkers have started shows, multiple shows. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, I think, uh, so folks always want to know anecdotally, i sorry. Folks want to know what the, the data says. So what, what does the quantitative stats say? And I think, you need to look at those for sure. But one thing uh, one thing about those that kind of data is it's a lagging indicator, meaning you have to go out, you have to do the survey, you have to process the data, and then you report on it. And the challenge, as we've seen with some presidential elections, is that sometimes the data that you're collecting quantitatively does not actually represent reality. Right. And so... The, there were folks in the presidential election, for example, that were on the ground, you know, hanging out in communities and were saying, you folks don't understand what's happening. On the ground, this is what we're seeing. And we know it's not reflected in the data yet, but this is what we're seeing. And sure, if it's just um, one area, then that might not be meaningful. But once you can link together a bunch of qualitative data data, so uh, observed data, anecdotal data, once you start linking those together and you're saying, well, this is happening in this community, in this community, in this community, it gives you uh, at least a a, a perspective that "Hmm, maybe something else is happening that's not being reflected in these official stats we're getting. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting about podcasting is it's starting to pass the coffee shop test, which is something I just made up. And I don't know if you do this, but this is I, I spend a lot of time in coffee shops. and I one of my favorite things to do is just to eavesdrop
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> on, on what other people are talking about because it it helps give me a pulse of what normal, unquote, normal people are thinking about, listening, engaging with. And it was one of the reasons i I knew that, Uh, the iPhone was going to be huge is I was on the bus and people are talking about it like normal non-Apple nerds are saying, wow, this new phone's coming out. looks really interesting. And you could, you could kind of feel the energy building, uh, same way with Netflix. Once, once I started at, I was like one of the first people to do the cord cutting, you know, where you, you cancel cable and you just go all in on Apple or whatever, and i was a weirdo forever but as soon as we started having you know at parties or whatever people would say oh yeah i just quit cable and got this apple tv have you heard of this thing you just get this apple tv and then you use netflix and it's there's no commercials it's as soon as it starts to pass that test i go this thing is going mm-hmm. to be big and yeah. increasingly podcasting i'm you know i'm in the coffee shop and i'm hearing normal people like just normal you know uh, parents out after school with you know talking to other parents going have you heard the latest Tim Ferris?" yeah <laughs> and it's like wait a second what's going on here you know 10 years ago they would have been talking about Oprah and now they're talking about Tim Ferris. like this, this there's something going on that is observed uh, you know at my last family reunion we have all sorts of you know, folks at different ages and different political stripes and different, you know, uh, different stages of life, and they're all listening to podcasts.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've encountered this with my family and my friends, where it's it's along with or sometimes in place of. You know, what are you watching these days? It's oh, what are you what are you listening to? What you know, what what podcasts are you listening to? Or um, are you caught up on this one? I really like this one. Um, yeah, I just yes. talked about that um, recently with my brother and then my dad too, and we're just like recommend all the same ones. We can talk about them. It's yeah, it's like it's like a TV show. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a fixture of of uh, the culture now in society.
1: Yeah, and uh, again, maybe maybe we're wrong. Maybe we are in a um, admittedly white educated uh, group, right. But I'm, I'm seeing this in other groups too. It's not just, um, uh, you know, it's not just one particular demographic. It seems to be multiple demographics and it is kind of like, you know, in the old days it would be, you know, what apps do you have on your phone? Now it's, yeah. uh, you know, what, what are you listening to?
0: Well I think what's great about it too is that it is very accessible. Mm-hmm. It's free. Yeah. Um smartphones are not necessarily expensive, especially in the US and and you know, probably Canada and Europe and stuff. It's not the device itself is not inaccessible. You can listen to it on the web for free. Mm-hmm. Every every phone whether it be Android or iOS can you know has podcasting listening apps. Um, everyone's got headphones. everyone walks around with headphones, yeah, so it's it's a very you know it's you don't have to sign up for a cable fee. There's no you know subscribe to Netflix. Uh, you don't need some big piece of equipment for it. Mm-hmm. so really it's a it's a very approachable market. i think my my worry is that as it grows, it's going to become more and more commercialized in a way that is detrimental to podcasting.
1: Yes. Some folks might try to, to lock things down and yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. And in the, the live chat here, you know, folks, folks have said a few things. One is it is still lots of work to produce a podcast, a good podcast, you know, in terms of editing and other things, it's not as easy as composing a tweet, um, which is both a pro and a con, you know, if it, it means that, for example, I, I'm not one of these folks that feel like podcasting needs to be democratized. I think podcasting is broadcasting and you need to be, you need to have good, uh, we always say good content, but it needs to be entertaining. It needs to be interesting. It needs to be compelling. And uh, mm-hmm. there's, uh, I did a, a Twitter poll on the Transistor FM uh, Twitter account and uh, the the results are basically i said i was trying to get at like what are most podcasts doing wrong and so i would say you know too many podcasts are you know too long have bad sound aren't regular enough but the number one response 32% said too many podcasts aren't entertaining and so the, 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 the problem, you know, even people always complaining about bad sound, but you know, Seth Godin has a podcast that is called akimbo that I just love. I think it's excellent. And the, <laughs> the his sound quality is not great. It's kind of echoey in the room. Uh, you know, his editing's pretty good, but that what keeps me coming back, is that his sound is good enough, but the show is so compelling. It doesn't need to be democratized. The bar is high, but if you can create something that's interesting and compelling, then you know, you have a good chance of carving out some listenership for yourself. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good overview of of how many folks there are um, that branded podcasting is growing. Uh we I'll link this up in the show notes. There's
0: yeah, it's a it's a it's a big market. It's not growing super fast. Obviously we have some concerns that we are aware of, but uh mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think it's I feel like it's still in its in its infancy to some degree. Yeah. Or yeah, we'll see. And who
1: knows? There's it all of a sudden every car manufacturer could come out with a podcast receiver and you know, all of a sudden yeah. people just click the radio and they're listening to yeah. podcasts. So yeah. Anyway, that's something we might come back to. Uh, check our show notes. By the way, I'll, I'll add in some other uh, some other evidence for the increase of branded podcasts. Uh, good articles by Fast Company and things. Let's uh, let's close the show out with just a few app updates. So, yeah. what have you been working on?
0: So there's a lot. There's a lot in the works. Um, I haven't released anything big lately, but there's a a number of Two or three big things that we'll, we'll get out the door soon. Um, the one thing that we did release uh, that maybe no one really noticed was kind of re-engineered um, how we how we categorize uh, downloads. Okay. Yeah. Um, previously, sometimes uh, a download or a listen would be categorized incorrectly as far as like wh- what app was listening to it. Mm. Um, we were we were missing some. Applications from our list of supported applications, we were there were some false, false uh, positives, positive positives, negatives, false positives where things were being in- incorrectly identified. Um, so if you know, in, in a couple of cases, some of our our customers were were seeing that like other uh, the category other was the app that like eighty percent of people listened to, and just like that's a little bit suspect. So. We were just some of our app detection was a little bit incorrect, um, so I reran that. None of the download numbers changed, but your um, your breakdown of how it was listened to should be much more accurate. Oh, cool! Um, as well as I reran all the downloads and categorized regions for a, a number of countries. So Canada, the U.S., and Australia have either states or provinces. Oh, really? Uh, so downloads are now being um, counted on an individual, like state or province level. We're not displaying that in the map yet, but that will be coming next as well. Oh, cool! So you'll be you'll be able to zoom in on the U.S. and Canada and Australia and see like what what states are popular and stuff like that.
1: Interesting. Um, uh, Australia, I think, is our oh United Kingdom is our second most popular, okay. then Canada, and then Australia. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice to see what where everyone's listening from. Um, still finishing up uh, Spotify analytics ingestion. So uh, along with downloads, like there's no way that um, people can listen on Spotify and have that be reflected in Transistor, yet they kind of keep all that data in their system. But if you have submitted your show to Spotify through Transistor, uh, we have API access to all their analytics on a day by day basis, so we'll pull that into to your numbers um, soon. Sweet. Uh, we've we started working on some translations, mm-hmm. international translations for people's um, customers' podcast sites. If you host a, sh- a site on your Transistor account for your show, we're going to have a, a drop down with I don't know, a handful of other languages that kind of. Um, make the the interface elements, you know, buttons and links um, uh, internationally translatable to things like Spanish, Portuguese, German, uh, French, I think, for now. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, so, so we're building that out. And then the big one that is hopefully coming soon that I worked on yesterday a bunch um, is this new integrations tab that I'm building out. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move some things there, like your newsletter integration and submitting to Spotify and then there's also two new integrations which are uh, hooking up your Twitter account and or your google slash youtube account to transistor mm-hmm. so that you can auto post auto post uh, episodes notifications to twitter when uh, when they're published, and then also auto post um audio to youtube so we'll convert your audio to a video file and automatically upload it to your youtube channel of your choice um so yeah that stuff's coming along pretty well i'm kind of just putting the finishing touches on the the integration stuff but it's that'll be so it fun be, it should be pretty cool yeah
1: sweet yeah so that's that's uh we should probably have that some of that stuff might get rolled out this week even
0: yeah this week i i, I would say a lot of that stuff yeah late this week next week this weekend probably Cool. So we'll uh, we'll send out an update newsletter to people probably. Yeah, yeah. We we like to keep yeah.
1: people informed at what's coming down the, the pipe. Um, yeah. yeah, folks, I think we're gonna end it here. Thanks again to everyone that showed up live. Oh, we gotta give a shout out back to Kevin Markham. Thank you so yep. much for being for being our first Patreon. Patreon.com slash data school is his
0: patron number one.
1: Patron number one. And We are transistor.fm on the web. Uh, You can reach out to us on Twitter at transistor.fm. And uh, this show is build your SaaS, and the only way that people find out about it really is by telling a friend, and so, uh, or just even telling folks on the internet. I've noticed it's showing up in uh, indie hackers quite a bit. Folks saying, "Hey, what are the best you know indie?" podcast to listen to or shows about bootstrapping. And uh, some folks posted this show in that comment thread. We really appreciate every time someone mentions the show. Um, Yeah, just thank you for doing that. And thank you for listening.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: And we'll see you next Tuesday. Podcast hosting is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm Justin and get 15% off your first year.